following audio is from St Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer and participation in your local church. For more information about St Nick's Durham, directions or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. And the reading this morning is from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting at verse 6, and can be found on page 1164 in the Church Bibles. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting at verse 6. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. This is the word of the Lord. Let's just pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your amazing word and we pray that you'll speak to us in a way that we understand now as we explore it together. Amen. Okay, I'm going to tell you the answer before we've even started. Are you ready? We're going to give like God. That's the take-home message. So if you want to switch off for a little bit, feel free to, but I think it's going to be exciting enough to stay engaged. We're going to give like God and we're going to work out what that means. Before we unpack that, I want to thank you for what you already do. You can see around the ministry showcase all the amazing things that people are doing in this place and further afield to represent God. That is amazing and we shouldn't take that for granted. So hear that. If we've not met before, my name is Matt and I am indeed training to be a vicar. Uh, I have the lucky opportunity to be preaching today and it is gift day. And I'm going to be honest with you, I feel a little bit unqualified. Uh, The main reason I feel a little bit unqualified is my GCSE maths actually spell out a mobile phone provider. That's right, I've got two E's. E-E is my mathematics GCSE. We laugh now, but it was hurtful at the time. Um, 
Another reason why I was a little bit unqualified is when I first went to university the first time round, I thought that an overdraft was a free gift from the bank just for being a student. I went to a, a popular bank uh, and they said to me, would you like a free overdraft? I said, yes, please. Thank you very much. It's a thousand pounds. A thousand pounds. Why? Thank you for being such a great bank. So I took my thousand pounds overdraft and I spent it on sporting equipment and everything with the words University of Chester. On. I mean, I had the, the brolly, I had the little teddy bear, I had the mortarboard, I had everything with the University of Chester on with my overdraft. Then my father, in his great wisdom, taught me what an overdraft was, and I spent the next few years working hard to pay it off. So I feel a little bit unqualified, shall we say. But today isn't about me and my qualifications or me trying to awkwardly persuade you to do something that you don't already do. I've not got any clever tactics. I haven't got any persuasive arguments. I haven't got any statistics to show you or overdramatic stories to share. I haven't got any quotes like, does your bank statement show that you love Jesus or Tesco's? Or Jesus or probably Marks and Spencer's here, isn't it? Sorry. Uh, Waitrose. Never been. I've heard it's nice. You'll tell me afterwards. So it's that sort of thing. I haven't got any of that. But what I do have is if we've got God's word, we're going to unpack it together and we're going to hopefully be expectant that God is going to speak. You see, my hope is that as we approach God's word, he is going to speak. His Holy Spirit will prompt us. He's going to tell us what our response to him is and that we will know in our gut what we're supposed to do. This won't be arm-twisting Give us your money. This is going to be a response to give like God. So as we unpack this give like God stuff, we're going to hear some amazing good news that however qualified or unqualified you feel, God absolutely loves you. So we take a a season break, if you will, in our sermon series on Jesse, the root of Jesse, and we move to 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 15 for a one-off special. Are you feeling the excitement of a one-off special? We'd be on the front of the Radio Times just before Christmas. No, okay. The one-off specials happen at Christmas. Okay, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. This is his second letter to them, and he's trying to sort a few things out. He's trying to get them to get back on board, if you like. One thing he's trying to sort out is that the church in Corinth had agreed to give some money to the church in Jerusalem. And they haven't done it yet. So it seems like a pretty legitimate letter. Any danger of you guys getting around to doing what you said might be how I would have written it. Paul is slightly different. He's asking them to be generous. It's not a give us your money plea, but he's attempting to say, what is your response to Jesus? And can you give like God? Paul doesn't want the church in Corinth just to give the money because they feel they ought to or they have to. He wants them to give them the money because they want to, they desire to. It's a response to God. He doesn't want the money to come directly to him as the leader of the church in Corinth, which is part of the time you would give your money to a leader to then say, oh, we follow Paul, by the way. He doesn't want that. He wants it to go directly to the church in Jerusalem that is under oppression. Paul wants them to give like God out of love to Jerusalem, to the church there, to mirror God's behavior. Paul sees it as an active response for us to give our everything as a result of God's love and grace. Give like God means to give in all things. 
So if we jump into the Bible, verse 6 to 9, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever gives gener- uh, sows generously will also reap generously. Each should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or out of compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Verse 8, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things and at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. It feels like common sense, that bit, doesn't it? If you put a lot out there, the chances are more's going to grow. If you invest in something, stuff is probably going to happen. Verse 10 and 11. Now, he see, uh, sorry, now who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So with that amazing seed that God is giving, you will grow amazing things. They're not just going to bless you, but they're going to bless others. And blessing others will then bless even more. And because of all those blessings, they're going to point to God. God has put something in your hand that you can do that will bless you and others. And he wants you then to point back to him. That's got to be a yes, please statement. We've got to all be sat there thinking, yes, please. I'd love you, God, to bless me with something that I can bless other people with that I can then point to you. Verse 12, this service that you perform is not only surpassing the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourself, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for, their, for, your, for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. You see, people are going to praise God Because he has done amazing things. He is doing even more. He's blessed you. We're going to bless others. That's a lot of blessing going on. That's a good place to be. Give like God involves blessing other people. That's our take-home message. And then there's this indescribable gift that I've uh, attempted to describe. <laughs> Sorry about that. But it's this John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave, gave a gift. His only son, that whoever, that's everybody, believes in him shall not die but have eternal life. The blessing involves a God that loves giving something to his people. No qualification necessary. It's a gift of love for whoever. And then John 10.10, this is Jesus speaking this time. He says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it in full. No qualification necessary. You can even get in with two E's in maths. It's a life in all its fullness. We have a message not of scarcity, but abundance. We have a message not of marginal gains, but of abundance. 
We have a message of uh, it will do to it's already been done. We have a message that our indescribable, generous, loving God loves each one of us and wants each one of us to receive his blessings and to pass them on to everyone, all of his creation. So how do we give like God? Well, God blesses abundantly so that in all things and at all times, you have all you need. What do we need? Well, we need his love and his grace. And that's already been promised to us. And a promise of life in all its fullness with those things is what we get. But not just now, in eternity. Guys, we don't have anything to worry about because God's already sorted it. So how do we abound in everything? Well, the original word, hey, look at this, bit of Greek. I'm not going to say the Greek word, I can't pronounce it. But there's the, uh, the original word talks about an overflowing. God wants to give us this picture of overflowing, an outpouring image, a message of abundance, not scarcity. So if we're called to demonstrate this, just as the church in Corinth are, then we are called to be radical and indescribable in our generosity. That means when we do stuff, people are going to say, sorry, you did what? You gave how much? You did what with your time? You stopped going on holiday to serve other people? Are you crazy? No, we're not crazy. We're being radical. We're pointing to God. We're saying, why don't you come and join in? Invite people, point them to God, his grace, his fullness, his blessing, so that he will be lifted up, that they might fall in love with him too. I want to suggest that if we give like God, then that means we give our whole lives, the all times, the all things to God. Now, I don't know you well. You might have a really good way of doing all things and in all times with God. We might already be seeing God's overflowing spirit come from with you, from within you. But actually today we want to think about it again. Can we see through this reading that God loves us? That God delights in us? That God is a giver? That God delights in giving to all of us all that we need? You see, I want us to be encouraged. I want us to be motivated. I want us to be expectant that our God is at work and that he wants to do things in our lives and that we can do things too. We can give like God. I want us to think about what is our response to this good news? What is our response to his love? What is our response to give like God? Now, here is your get out of jail free card God is able. He can do it. He doesn't need you to do anything. He doesn't require anything from you. He could change the world if he wanted to on his own. He could bless others through other people. But he chooses you. He invites you to take your part in this good news story. He chooses to give you all so that you can give your all to him and to other people. He wants you to overflow him to others. But not out of a reluctant or out of a compulsion. 
but cheerfully, not to excuse yourself with the words of unqualified, but actually to join in in all things, to be excited, to be expectant. Sow his love and grace and reap his love and grace in return. You see, we've already got this indescribable gift that means we will live with him eternally in heaven. That he will provide for all our needs eternally. But he cares about the now too. If we're going to give like God, then this stuff really matters. Jesus came to give us life in all its fullness, which means we have the choice, the joy to respond solely to God. And this might be with our time. It might be with our finances. It might be with how we make decisions. But I hope that that's an exciting thing to be in a place where we're listening to God where God is in control. I hope there's a thrill and an excitement of serving God, his people, and in his creation. It's an active response to a God who acted first. God's a cheerful giver. We are created in his image. We are created to mirror him. And we're invited to do that. Be like God. Be a cheerful giver like him. Give like God. Our response, just as the church in Corinth, isn't about arm twisting, clever speeches, radicalizing, even wooing. Has anyone ever been wooed? It's a good phrase, isn't it? Apparently, I'm not very good at it. I've been married to the same, uh, same person. Of course, I've been married to the same person. I've been with the same person for the whole of my dating life, and apparently, I'm not very good at wooing. So that's something I've asked God to help me with. Anyway, that was a sidebar. Uh, it's a personal decision to give your all to God. So when I finish speaking, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to be saying to God, right, am I giving my all at all times to you? Am I overflowing with God's love and grace in all things? And if I'm not, create in me a new heart. Mold me into your image once again so that I may live your generous life and reflect your joy. Now, for some of you, you're very practical-minded. You want to be told or invited to do something with information, to change your giving perhaps, to serve the church in a new way, to start something in your workplace, to change an attitude towards a certain individual. It may be to wander around the ministry showcase and to ask God, what is my response to all this good news? What do you want me to do today? And God might well give you some new seed. Now, one of the things is, if you've been in church for a long time, which I have, sometimes we can sound a little bit like this. Done it. Completed it, mate. Nailed it. Yeah. Top score. Sowed all my seed. Reaped the harvest. I've got three young people who used to be in my youth group. Yeah, they're changing the world for God. That's how we can sound. It's stupid. We have this opportunity to say to God, God, speak to me. God, let me know how to respond. Teach me how to give like you. So this morning, don't respond to the unqualified bloke at the front because you feel you ought to. But to your loving, living living, heavenly father because you want to, because you choose to. 
The Bible says he will continue to pour more blessings on you, more grace, more love. Wouldn't it be amazing if at St. Nick's we sent a message out that said we are people that know God's love and that want to share that love with the world, that in all things and at all times we're seeking to be generous like God. Wouldn't it be great for the last article on the BBC News to be, we go over to St. Nick's now where they're being loving. Wouldn't that be a great message for the church to send out instead of some of the stuff that hits our media? Now, if this is your first time in church, I hope you feel very welcome. If you came this week and last week, we don't always talk about sex, power and money. It's just a sermon series that we're in, okay? But I hope that you will hear week in, week out that God absolutely loves you. That his love is a gift to each one of us. And if you've not yet received this gift, please talk to somebody afterwards. Pray with someone. Say, whatever, he, whatever is going on here, I'm interested in this God, this love of God. I want to receive that in my life. Pray with someone. You see, today's a significant day. In fact, every day is a significant day, but I want to make this one a significant one too. Because whether it's the first time or the gazillionth time, told you I wasn't very good at maths, the gazillionth time you've heard the good news of Jesus Christ, it is still available to you. The truth is here in this place that God loves us that he wants to bless us in all things and at all times. And his indescribable gift is free to all of us. To live a radical life in all its fullness. That doesn't mean keeping it to yourself. It means sharing it with the world and with his creation. So we can choose. That's the free gift. To choose and joyfully take part. May we all be moved by God's extravagant, overflowing love. That the kingdom of God is coming closer day by day through his church. That people will see you and you will be pointing to God. Thank you God for your gifts. Help us to give like you. So... Let's give like God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Nick's Durham podcast. If you would like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St. Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.